This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is a chilly week 15 in New Orleans getting ready for the Dirty Birds coming to town for a noon kickoff in the Caesar Superdome. Five and eight versus four and nine, Jeff. This Ooh. is not where we thought. Maybe maybe we thought the Falcons would have this record right now, but definitely not the Saints. I mean, if you want to give Vegas some credit, this is exactly where they told you they would be. Because the Saints are, and what was the, the, the line, seven and a half wins? Right. You know, that's if you're still sweating that out. They could get to eight. Be tough. They could get to eight. They could definitely get to seven. So, you know what? We all gave Vegas crap for being like, oh, the Saints are What do they better. know? Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're right there. Anyway, so. Uh, the Okanar Joe is talking text line. We have a text that came in, and I have a stat for it. it. says, do we know the Saints' record against rookie QBs all-time? Seems like they lose more than they win. Now, dun, dun, I don't dun. have the all-time record in front of me, but I do have the record since 2016, which I think is more relevant because I don't really care if the Saints lost to a bunch of rookies in the early 70s. That doesn't really do much for me. Um, but Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator back in 2016, so there's still some relevance there. They are 8 and three, including the loss to Kenny Pickett and the Steelers this season. They're eight and three in their last 11 games. That's dating back to 2016 against rookie quarterbacks. So there's this narrative that like, oh, the Saints always struggle against rookie quarterbacks. And I think it it was true to an extent. If you go back to Robert Griffin and he had right, that I huge game. Yep. Jameis actually beat the Saints in his rookie season. Marcus Mariota beat the Saints in his rookie season. That was 2015. But, you know, since 2016, the Saints are 8-3 and three against rookie quarterbacks. I was going to so, say, do you have those three that they lost to since 2016 or no? Um, hold on. <laughs> I do. Sorry, I hit you with that. Go, vamp for a couple seconds. Let me pull this. Well, up. yeah, so it'll be interesting to, to see just because, you know, we're, we're getting in Atlanta's rookie quarterback, third-round third pick, Kenny Pickett, getting his first start in the Superdome today. And I expect definitely a rude welcome from the Florida lead deal led by Cam Jordan and also – uh, what Superdome crowd shows up for today, which will be interesting to see how many Houdats are in the building because I think it's still obviously significant football when you're playing Atlanta. Yeah, okay, so here's the stat. So the one of these losses was to Kyle Allen in a game that the Saints rested everybody. So that was in 2018. So if you remember that Week 17 game, Teddy Bridgewater started for the Saints. They lost 33-14. to 14. So if, really, if you want to just erase that one, <laughs> Because it doesn't matter. Like, it's not a real game. Like, that's, that's one of the games you lost to, Ricky. Now you're 8-2. So if you eliminate that, yeah, you're 8-2. You're and and including, so Kenny Pickett was one of them, obviously. All right. Um, and then the other one was Jalen Hurts. Wow, Eagles. okay. So Saints lost 24-21. That game was started by Taysom Hill. Right. So if you want to look at that, you could say the Saints, all three losses to rookie quarterbacks in, since 2016 
were started by players not named Drew Brees. Well, yeah. Because this year you had an Andy Dalton <laughs> game. 2020, you had a Taysom Hill game. And 2018, you had a Teddy Bridgewater game. So, like, in that sense, the Saints are dominant against rookie quarterbacks when they have, like, the guy that they expected. Now, Andy Dalton is obviously the starting quarterback now. And who knows what they'll do against Desmond Ritter today. But this narrative that the Saints always struggle against rookie QBs is is really kind of, you know, not accurate. Maybe historically, if you go back all the way, you know, to like the early 2000s, the mid-90s, who knows. But so it's like none of those players are playing football now. Basically, it's like what folks call the Saints and, uh, an indoor dome team and they can't win outside. It's, it's like false. Well, well this not year's this been year. true, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, over the – yeah, I mean, when – if we want to go back and look at Drew Brees' career, right, the he, history of the he Saints really up. didn't struggle that much to win outdoors. Now, who knows what the case is now? I think Andy Dalton struggles to win when everyone's watching, <laughs> whether it's outdoor or indoor. If 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 it's a national broadcast, he's going to struggle. That's what we have learned. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, this the rookie QB thing. I don't think is is as real as people want to make it out to be. And the memory is Robert Griffin r- running them ragged. Like that's the game that everyone remembers um but yeah yeah rg3 now an analyst and i think he does a pretty good job what do you think of him well he did have that 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 thing a couple weeks ago where he, he said a word he shouldn't have said um oh i guess i missed that yeah i can't say it i'll get in trouble um <laughs> he meant to say something else and he said he said a thing that if i said it i i would get in trouble so yeah I we don't want to do that it. yeah yeah, I'll bleep out myself, but I'll say bleep. So he said bleep. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I think he's been pretty good. I mean, being an analyst, I think you, you get you get rough reads and rough takes that kind of get held against you. But like that's part of the game is like you make takes, and sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. And I think his takes are pretty good. Like I actually didn't didn't care for Dan Orlovsky early on in his analyst tenure. Really? Okay. Um. I but I and I'm a UConn fan, so <laughs> that's kind of wild because like, he's my one of the one of the greatest UConn quarterbacks you'll ever see. Uh. But I think he had a rough go of it. You know, I think he tried to Chris Sims it a lot of the time, and uh, I don't like Chris Sims. I know he's big on Carson Wentz for a while. And I don't know. I think he's jumped off that ship. Well, he's gotten a lot better at his t- at making reasonable takes. Like he 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 and he backs them up with data and information and. Um, the segments he does with Ryan Clark are really good. I really enjoy those where they kind of go like he's an offensive guy. Obviously, Ryan Clark is a defensive guy. So they like break down one play from both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And it's like that's really that's really interesting. You actually learn from it. And that's what I want out of an analyst is they not only make interesting you know, observations, you actually learn when you, from listening to them. It's not just people like that's like like I listen to Skip Bayless and it's like all I'm learning is how to be a curmudgeon, curmudgeonly idiot from <laughs> listening to this guy talk. Like there's no content there. It's all just being abrasive and and being, you know, like inflammatory. And and it's like, why, why am I listening to this other than just for shock value? Right. And so that's that's the line I draw. Uh, and so I think, yeah, RG3 most of the time is on the right side of that. Dan Orlovsky, I think, most of the time is on the right side of that. Um, Bart Scott, opposite side of the equation. <laughs> you know, So it's kind of there, – there's a whole line there. But I agree. I think RG3 has done a good job for the most part. Uh, not doing a good job so far for Atlanta. Um, I guess you could say their defense has been a, a, a black eye for them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the team in general has played – better than I think most expected. And Arthur Smith seems to be that guy at head coach for them. I, I definitely didn't expect them 
to have that good as a record as they have this year. I, I thought maybe a three, four win team in total. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, cause I think once you get into year two, year three territory, that's, that's, that's fire o'clock for a coach. <laughs> sure. Right. right. We're ready to do it this year with well, Dennis see, Allen, but, but I'm not. And I don't think the saints are either. And that's because year one for a coach right, fandom to get fired. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you're, you're, if you're making decisions based on fan sentiment, you should be sitting with them anyway. So, uh, like if you're for year one and for a coach, it is really difficult to get fired. You do not get fired based on wins and losses alone. And I've said this a few times. You get fired if you're Urban Meyer and you're kicking your kicker. <laughs> like, that's the type of stuff that gets you fired. Like, or staying the, behind in the, in the bar. Yeah, like the team revolts against you. That's what gets you fired as, as a first-year head coach. Um, but once you're in Arthur Smith territory, and like, say, Frank Reich, for example. He was in year three, yeah. right? Arthur Smith, I think, is he in year two or three? I think he's in year, year two. two. Yeah. yeah, so like, if you're going, if you're not improving, if you don't see year two as being better than year one, then that's when the axe can come down. Right. And so Arthur Smith has taken a team with a new quarterback that struggled and you weren't sure what to expect. You had key players getting hurt. I think Kyle Pitts uh, is a question because when you whenever you spend you invest that heavily in the, in the tight end and sure. the playmaker and he's not a real part, big part of the offense. You start to question the head coach and the playmaking and the play design. But, you know, he has seen that team kind of improve steadily. Right. And they seem to be better and they seem to be more consistent. So, yeah. You know, I think that secures your job for another couple of seasons. But you don't get long in the NFL anymore. But you do get more than one season. No, and unfortunately, too, Atlanta seems to have the right guy, a general manager, and Terry Fontenot, yep. who the Saints obviously know very well, a guy that was, uh, I guess you'd say, off the Mickey Loomis branch and now in Atlanta. And you definitely never wishing well for the Falcons. But Fontenot was always a guy that uh, presented himself well and easy to root for. And you would think that this Falcons franchise is heading in the right direction with him at the helm, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see. You know, but there is a, there is a, you know, and that goes both ways, right? You, you can steadily improve, but you also like plateauing at a certain point is also a negative, right? Like if you get to be a consistent middle ground team, that's not good either. You no, want right. you want a playoff team that's going to, that has a projection to be a Super Bowl contender. Um, and that's so the Falcons have gotten to the point where they're not a laughing stock, and they're going to have some available money as well too. Yes, and you can keep improving, but you have to hit that. Um, and that's you know, and the Saints did that, right? The Saints, yeah, absolutely. They had those three seven and nine seasons, and then but they turned that into thirteen and three, thirteen and three, twelve and four. You know, they never won a Super Bowl, but they were right there. They were contenders. They probably should have gotten to at least one, definitely. Um, and so like that's that's the 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 trajectory you need to hit. And so the Falcons are in the position where, you know, they've had their middling seasons. Now they have to tick up. And that's if you can't do that, then you probably do get fired. Um, but we don't, you know, I don't think we need to sit here and talk about <laughs> coaches getting fired the whole time. We have three more weeks to do that after this one. I do, There is a pretty funny co- uh, text we have from a 9995. It says, not sure if I have enough rum to watch Dalton. Oh, stock up. <laughs> and, and I'll respond to that with, you know, Dalton is pro football focuses number six rated quarterback this season. So that's so wild. Yeah, what does that say about QB play in the NFL right now? Yeah, it says a couple things. One, it says <laughs> quarterback play is pretty down across the board. Um, you obviously have the Mahomeses, the Josh Allenses, guys like that, Jalen Hurts. Um, but it also says like, you know, if blaming all of this on Andy Dalton is probably missing the missing the you know the forest for the trees kind of thing. No, there's been too many things that have you know, combined to the 
four and nine gumbo of nastiness that's yeah. been this year. Some of it's been injuries. Some of it's been bad luck. Some of it's been sloppy play. Uh, yeah. Add that all together. With a burnt root, don't matter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Gellolo and Jeff Nowak here on First Take. We want to hear from you, Houdats. Give us a call, 504-260-1870. Coming back with more First Take after the break here on WWL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've been trying to run super fast in practice so they can see that I can run. <laughs> Somebody told me I lost a step. Uh, I seen some, my, my brother sent me a comment. It was on Twitter. It was like, uh, Alvin Kamara lost a step and they ain't playing, playing good or something. So I just laughed at it. So I've been running fast trying to uh, make sure I ain't lose a step. That Saints running back Alvin Kamara, and you would think he's lost a step with his lack of production this season, but he says it's not the case. Trying to make some kind of outpouring of statistics today would be nice. He's got to run fast. <laughs> I think that's the trick. He's got to you know, run, run fast in practice. Um, but he also had an interesting comment, and I think we probably have it, of you know they're, they're running the fewest number of screens in years that they have, and it doesn't make sense. We, we might not have it, but... You know, we're like, why do you think that's happening? He's like, I'll ask Pete. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think and then that, another one he said, I plead the fifth. Yes, he did. It was <laughs> the same. You know, it was like the same, like, run of questions was like, I'll plead the fifth. And, like, to me, that's an indicator. Like, he's not going to throw Pete under the bus. He's not going to complain. He's not a selfish player. That's what but, he said, like, right, yeah. You can, you can see, you can hear, you can infer that, you know, I, I don't think he's a huge fan of the play calling and some of the, like, not being able to contribute. Because, you know, he's saying, like, oh, well, I get this many touches and then I fumble. And it's like, man, you know, it's like I eliminate those touches and I got to take advantage of the opportunities. There just haven't been that many opportunities for him. And, you know, I, I, you go into the season, you're thinking, man, okay, this is a season where, you know, especially after Mike Thomas goes down, it's like, wow, he could have this huge statistical season because you're going to have to, you're going to have to pound the ball with him and you're going to have to give him all these chances and touches. And it just hasn't happened. Here's what was Camaro was saying right now with the team's mindset, even though, you know, playoffs seem unlikely for this squad right now, you still got to give it a hundred percent or you st- people end up getting hurt. You can't play this game halfway, so I mean we're not eliminated. Even if we was eliminated, like you still gotta you still gotta get up for Sundays. That's how people get hurt. If you're not mentally in it every week, throughout the week on Sundays, it, shoot, it's a recipe for disaster. So you know we still in here like shoot. I mean we we trying to go one and zero this week. That's all. That's all the mentality is. That's what we're focused on. Um, I don't think it's really any anybody any hanging heads or any 
nobody walking around feeling sorry for themselves. We just got to do what we need to do to win. That's it. It was obviously great to hear from Kamara, too, especially with there are reports a couple weeks ago that he wasn't talking to the media about anything to deal with his case, obviously, and also talking nothing to do even with football matters. But he made that pretty clear to us in the locker room this week that that's not the case. Yeah, I I think he, you know he's probably been advised by his attorney to keep. I got uh, a case. Yeah, to, to kind of limit what he's saying and you know make sure he's not you know saying anything he shouldn't be saying. And you know I think for for Alvin it's difficult because Alvin's a guy who you know he's very open with the media and that's why we love talking to him because you get real answers out of him. I mean that you can't say that about everybody. And so you know I I don't think you know no one's going to press him on the you know we'll get the updates on the court case when we get them. It's not like. You know, having someone say no comment over and over again isn't isn't good content either. It has nothing to do with the game of football that we're talking about. So, it, but it is. I do. There is a high. I put a high emphasis on being able to get information from him because I think he's an important guy to get information from. And you know, I thought that was one of the more in, informative interviews that I've that I've witnessed in a locker room in a long time. Um, because it's you, you try to just get a gauge on like, okay, how frustrated are players, right? Like this is a situation where. You're four and nine, and and you know the guys are frustrated. They have to be. They're not happy. They can't be happy with going four and nine. But the question is whether that's directed inward or outward, right? And I think for the most part, it's outward. For the most part, it's like we need to be better. Um, and they're not bl- pointing fingers and blaming each other. Um, over the final four weeks, it's going to be something to watch because you know if you win a couple games, you start to have positive vibes. And even if you, you know, obviously there's a very slim glimmer of hope that you might be able to sneak into the playoffs. But even if you don't, picking up a couple wins down the stretch will make you feel better about your trajectory going into next season. If you drop all four of these games, if you look bad doing it, if guys quit, that's bad. There are going to be a lot of changes. Yeah, and so that's what you need to avoid um, doing that. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you mentioned the you know the season being frustrated. Alvin Kamara talked about you know how everyone has been dealing with with losing and something he definitely talked about not being accustomed to doing with the team being 4-9 right now. We get paid a lot of money to come in here and win. There's not one owner in the NFL that is paying guys to come here and be like, yeah, we, what we want to do is we want to lose here. This, this organization wants to lose. So, you know, it's frustrating when, you know, I think you get, you get, a, you get a good group of guys together and you just – falling short you know a couple weeks here, one week and another week here you falling short and you know it's like I'm not used to losing so I'm just talking speaking for me I know a lot of guys that uh, aren't used to losing and you know a lot of dudes in this locker room got a lot of pride about you know their skill sets and you know what they're used to or what they're accustomed to as far as you know being being able to play at an elite level and win at an elite level so it's definitely frustrating like that's more than anything like nobody can say anything to me that would like that I haven't like thought about in my head and and been more mad or like fuming about like it's a loss is like that I, I just I can't really deal with it it's obviously I mean this game is wins and losses and it's I mean it's definitely like it's a very very thin line you know the skill is so close like you know it's not like high school or college where you know go out there and you can you can sneak a win you can't sneak a win in the, in this league you got to be on point every week so you know it's frustrating it's annoying but um you know that you so you, you got so many opportunities you know until you don't got no more opportunities so we just keep moving we got some more opportunities unfortunately i feel like a few teams have snuck away with a few victories from the saints this year well 
No, but the point there, and, and you know, that's the other thing Alvin is good for, is a few bleeps per recording. <laughs> um, <laughs> is No, but it's, it, the point isn't like, oh, you can't steal a win from somebody. The point is you can't fake a win. You have to go win a game. Right. So go ask the Colts whether you can fake a win. You, you can you don't win a game in the first half. You, even apparently not even. Yeah, with a we didn't even touch on that at all. What a wild football game, lead. man! Man, you know we like to clown the Falcons for twenty eight three, but you know <laughs> Matty Ryan. All the evidence now is pointing <laughs> to Matt Ryan as the guy who uh, who uh, yeah. It's not the Falcons so much as it might be that guy. Thirty three nothing. Thirty three nothing at halftime. Thirty three to seven with like six minutes to go in the third quarter. That's nuts. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but at least you know. At least you're not a Colts fan, right? But no, but that's kind of the point is that Alvin's making is like you have to go win games. You can't you can't just sleepwalk your way to wins. It doesn't matter whether you have a 33 point lead. It doesn't matter whether you have a 10 point lead in the four, a 13 point lead in the final five minutes. Like you can't sleepwalk your way. You have to go win games. And like that's not. I don't think the Saints have had wins stolen from them so much as teams have gone out and won the game because the Saints didn't. Right? Like you left it there to be taken, and they took it. That's what happened against the Vikings. That's what happened against the Bucks. Um, there was one other game that they that they that they had a lead in and they lost. Oh, the Bengals. They, they, that's what they did against the Bengals, right? Right. And so, like, those are games that you should have won, but you didn't because you didn't win them. You lost them. They were able to steal one week one, and that was it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Falcons did the same thing. The Falcons did what the Saints did against the Bucks. Same exact thing. Uh, Mike Haas has a column on the on WWL.com right now, which points this out. It's like that. That's basically the bookends of your season. Right, like your season essentially, it didn't end, but it, it's clo- pretty close to ended against the Bucks. The same way that it started back way back against the Falcons, when that felt like the end of the world. You're down for 16 points in the in the fourth quarter, and you actually win that game, you know. And and it felt like you were up 13 points in the fourth quarter against the against the Bucks, and you're like, man, this is how we're finally there. We're finally getting there, and then you lost it. Um, and so yeah, that's gut I think punch, that's kick point. to the you know what, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that game, that game. I think a lot of us were reeling from for a while, and it was just so. He's just so disappointed in, you know, what the team did just because it's so brutal covering the losses. And you, we know what these guys put into it. And yeah. obviously, that, yeah, that Tampa Bay loss just kind of deflated everything and was a little microcosm of the entire season, too, of what could have went wrong did there. Well, and it's like the opposite of, like, after week, week five, or no, week six, and they lost to the Bengals in that kind of heartbreaking fashion. And they were like, man, well, at least we don't have to stew on this for that long. We have a game on Thursday night. And we uh, have to just get right back to practice and go out to Arizona. And, like, this time it was, like, the opposite, where you had this just devastating loss. And then you have a whole week to think about it. And you have another week to get ready for the next team. Like, they, this team has been thinking about that loss for a while now. And how they respond is going to say a lot about, about where this team is over the final month of the season, right? Because if this is a team that has pride, they'll come out and, and, and put a butt weapon on the Falcons today. If they come out and look flat and they and they can't use even that loss as motivation, then that's a problem. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers time check. Two hours, 25 minutes till kickoff in the Caesar Superdome. You've got the 5-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons coming off a bye week as well. Also on a two-game losing skid, the Saints at 4-8, four 4-9, four sorry, <laughs> and also have dropped two. They've had that weak pattern, I think it's been since week five of the season, where they've won one, lost two, won one, lost two. So in that rotation of um, of wins and losses, they're due for a win today, hopefully, in the Caesar Superdome. Another good sign 
my kiddo is going to be at the game, and hey. he has been at three wins, zero losses this season. So hopefully, he runs that to four and zero today. <laughs> yeah, can he play? Um, <laughs> he, yeah. he he is an offensive lineman, but th- but definitely not ready for these big boys yet. You, you want an update on the Alvin Kamara record watch? Yes. Okay, Alvin Kamara. Oh, as, that's right. As he has been for about five weeks now. Needs one touchdown to tie Marcus Colston for the Saints franchise record for touchdowns uh, in a career at 72. He has 71 right now. Um, I think, uh, yeah, 42. No, I can't remember. I'm not going to try to do the math in my head. But, yeah, so if he, the next time he scores a touchdown, and I remember vividly writing this the, like a like a canned post for, <laughs> That's been a while. for the website yeah. back before week eight started, being like, oh, he's going to score a touchdown today. It's going to happen. I'm going to have to, I'm going to post this and he's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. But no, it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen the next week. Didn't happen the next week. And then the other one is Cam Jordan. He still has, a, he's on 112 and a half. He needs two and a half sacks to tie Ricky Jackson for the franchise record for sacks in a career at 115. So that's another one where it could happen any week. What better way to do it against the Falcons right, than a rookie quarterback? Say. Come on. So I was going to say, and if it's going to happen against anybody, if the Falcons make sense. If only it, the only the only team that would make more sense would be if they somehow played the Colts and it was Matt Ryan. Um, but. Uh, that's something we didn't talk about actually at all, and I know it kind of happened earlier in the week, so it's kind of been brushed aside a bit. But the uh, Cam Jordan, you know, getting oh yeah 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 you we know this, about that. Yeah. the team fined by the NFL. For allegedly faking an injury. My question is, you know, I saw Patrick Peterson go down like three times in the, <laughs> late in that game yesterday. Is he going to get fined? Does he get fined every time? Every time he catches a cramp? Now, I, I don't – I really don't – like, you know, in the, the NFL – to their credit, the NFL did send out a memo where they told teams they were going to be doing this. So this shouldn't blindside anybody, right? And they told them the exact fines. In, in the memo, it laid out yeah. $50,000 to the player, $50,000 to the position coach, $100,000 to the head coach, hundred thousand or $350,000 for the team. Like they, Those yeah. are the exact fines that they laid out in that memo. So it's not like they're just doing that to the Saints arbitrarily. But it sure does feel like the, the Saints got targeted for something that, like, you don't – like, he was injured. He has an MRI that says, I have a sprain in my foot. You know, so, like, how could you possibly say, like, he's just faking an injury when, like, that's something that happens throughout a game. Guys go down hurt. Like, to, to pretend that you – that's a smoking gun. Like, Jesse Bates for the Bengals. Right, that one you look at and you're like, he's standing in the huddle perfectly fine, and then <laughs> just two, drops. Two guys run out and there's already ten out there, and he's doing the math in his head, and he's like, oh no, oh my leg, you know, it, like he got shot by a sniper, you know, like that's that's a scenario we're fine. You can you can say, okay, he's clearly you, you can see what he's doing. Cam literally just missed a sack on Tom Brady. He's been playing the entire game. It's the fourth quarter, and he he goes down to a knee so the trainers can come out to get him and. And that cost the Saints a half a million dollars combined. Like, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. It, it is pretty wild to think that, of course, the NFL is targeting New Orleans once again kind of thing. But you got to imagine that after whatever kind of process and appeal this goes through, I would hope that these fines are rescinded. Especially, we talked about this on the podcast, for the poor you know, position coach. Ryan yeah. Nielsen's making a good chunk of change, well, but not yeah, that much. Right, like, like Ryan, a fifty thousand dollar fine for Cam is like you know that's annoying, but it's probably like a regular person getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> Ryan Nielsen doesn't make that much. Like fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money to a position coach. You know, like he's not making ten million a year. Um, and it's it's a lot to anybody. That's a big fine. Period. You know, no one wants to spend. Well, I think Cam even mentioned in all his years the in the league, this is the most expensive fine well, he's had to fine. deal with. That's a huge fine. It's a huge fine. Um, you know, like a lot of these fines are like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. While getting his character insulted. And getting hurt. 
Yeah, right. Literally insult adding, to injury. Right, you say insult to injury. This is literally that. Like if they had a definition in the dictionary, it'd be like get, finding a player for for getting hurt in a game where you get hurt. And this is the annoying thing to me is like this is a league and a and a and a game and a sport that is very much having an existential crisis as it pertains to health and safety, and and to make your priority penalizing players for what you perceive. As being a a fake injury, a quote unquote fake injury, is crazy to me. It's crazy. Well, th- then you're the fact that we're talking to about a guy that you know doesn't miss football games, yeah. pl- plays through God knows how many injuries. Maybe that worked against him because they're like, I don't believe you, Cam. You never get hurt, right? Exactly. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> you, you know, you missed the game last year because of COVID. This year because of an eye. Oh, he's he's totally pulling our leg. Yeah, he just wants some time off. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak bringing you the last 20 minutes of first take, gearing up for the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff, coming up next with Bobby Hebert and Christian Garrick along with Mike Dettelier. And then at noon, kickoff in the Caesar Superdome, you'll have Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister on the call in the broadcast booth up atop the Caesar Superdome. We'll be faking on the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Will be interesting to see the Saints Nation showing up for this matchup and how loud that dome can get. I know it's not been a productive happy season but this still is a hated rival and the action should still be always interesting when these two teams meet i'm steve keller here on first take coming back with more after this on wwl we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Keep chopping wood. It's the same. It never changes. Every day of your life, you're striving towards something. Um, no matter what the circumstances around you, you, you're striving towards something. And you just keep chopping until that tree falls. And so that's what we're going to do. Saints linebacker Demario Davis talking about chopping that wood was his message to the team right now. Four games left. No reason to give up on playing ball. I, I know we heard Calvin Kamara talk about it too. You know, you start letting up right now. This is when you get hurt. people get hurt. Chopping wood. Chop, 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 chop wood. Chopping wood. Um, <laughs> that must be a pretty big tree. I'm, that's all I have to say. Is, uh, that, big the, magnolia. Yeah, that tree trunk is like a mile wide because that tree is not coming down. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's kind of how you have to approach this, right? Like, 
this is a team that's not going to just just like like Alvin said. It's like no one says go okay guys go lose this game like maybe the Dolphins, but uh, you know like th- that's not the goal here. No one's going out there trying to lose games, and even if there was like some incentive to maybe like passively tank, it's gone with the, the no first round pick. So Amen. Right. All these guys can do is go out there and try to win these games, and you know an eight and nine season. <laughs> It would be bizarre if this if this ends at eight and nine. It could. It feasibly could. You'd have to go beat the Eagles in, on New Year's Day. But right. like that's that's the wild thing is like if you finish this season four and zero just like you did last year, um, you, you would you would only have gone like one game back from how you finished a year ago. Um, and you probably missed the playoffs, but just like you did last year. Um, and and I don't know. I don't even know what that message would be. If you did finish eight and nine, but that would feel so weird, right? Like if if somehow you end up looking back at this in ten years and be like, "Oh, they went eight and nine. They must have been a decent season." We might not be chopping wood, uh, wood, but we do want to chop up some pizza, huh? Oh yes, 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 yes. Pizza is always good, regardless of the chop season. up a calzone, a sandwich. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry. Me too. Yeah, and I like to thank the folks <laughs> at Magazine Pizza, ten sixty eight Magazine, for feeding our game day crew. You can dine in or get delivery, and it's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. That's New Orleans. Plus, Magazine Pizza always has pasta sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check out their website at magazinepizza.com. It's almost lunchtime. Just kidding. There's still two hours till noon. But, you know, by the time the Saints kick off, it'll be lunchtime. So make sure you get that order in first. Anyway, that's, 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 that's my lunch plans. How about yours? I will be feasting on whatever the wonderful Superdome Yummy. buffet has for us. Probably bring like a bag of chips down with me to the some checks mix to the sideline, yeah, just to, to munch on that. Yeah. Um, Christian Garrick w- gave me a wise um, advice when I took over the sideline gig. He's like, make sure you have like bring snacks, a granola bars, beef jerky with you because yeah, sometimes it's you don't you don't get anything down on the floor. No, I had the uh, I did the week two game against the Bucks. Right, exactly. There you go. And that's what that, that was his like main piece of advice to me. It's like bring snacks, have nourishment. And I did bring snacks, <laughs> and I was very happy about it because like yeah, but I mean you know it's not like you're leaving the field and going somewhere. Like you're you're down there. You got it's a four hour game. Like the players are down there like drinking Gatorade and you know, like like you're down there too. And it's like okay, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm getting a little peckish here. What can I have anyway? Um, no, yeah, that's, that's the first world problems, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, I think like Andy Dalton said, um, Champagne problem. uh, might've been, uh, Geno Smith's quote, you know, being, or some, someone's yeah, quote yeah, it was Gino about, Smith. yeah, being a backup is, you know, people's dream. Right. Like you're, you're bad circumstances. A lot of people's dreams. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So stop whining. Yeah. Anyway, we are coming back with more first take right after this, leading up to the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. Will you hear the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier and Christian Garrick breaking down. Week 15's matchup even more between the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints here on WWL. Back on first take, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak winding things down here. And Jeff, I know we don't really get into too much projects, projections and pro- that word? Progress- <laughs> pro- prognostications. Thank you. Thank you. you. I can't get that out today. Yeah, it's okay. But how are you feeling about today's game coming off the bye week and – well, we got our, you know, center back at least on the offensive line. Uh, Alvin Kamara seems a little bit feisty. He's talked to the media this week. Speaking of center backs, Argentina's up two to nothing. Oh, yeah, get those those Frenchies. Is that is that a mean term? I, I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, they you're, don't need to. You don't need to win back to back World Cups. I don't need. I don't need four years of of French domination in the World Cup. Give me some more messy. Uh, anyway, um, 
four four five two says four and zero. They literally haven't won two games in a row all season. Stop trying to give false hope, and I'm not. I'm not trying to give false hope. I'm not saying they're going to go four and zero. No, just we're definitely not. Possibility saying that. exists, right. and they should go two and two. Right, like they should win this game. The Saints should win this game. They're four and a half point favorites. They should win this game. They should win Week 18 against the Panthers. Um, and I can even make a case for at Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Browns aren't playing that well. Um, did they win yesterday? The Browns. Who did they play? The, yeah. They beat the Ravens with Tyler, yes. Tyler Huntley. Um, yeah, Tyler Huntley is not making a case to get a starting job. Yeah, that game was uh, thirteen to three. Yeah. Very exciting, but right. yeah, thirteen to three. I mean, yeah, okay, that's not a team that's exactly blowing the doors off with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So the Saints could win that game, you know. So like you could, you know, seven and ten, right? Like th- that's 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 a realistic number that you could hit, and you know, it's it's half game worse than seven and nine, right? You want you want to go back to those Sean Payton seasons of seven and nine? You know, that's not that much worse anyway. But yeah, so I, I think they win this game. I really do. Yeah, I have. A little bit of confidence, I guess, going into the matchup. And like I said uh, all week on our podcast, my my goal is the little victories right now the rest of the season. And the little victory right now is definitely sweeping the Falcons. I'm not looking at division standings. I'm not going to say, oh, what's Tampa doing? What's Carolina doing kind of thing? Just beat the Falcons. And I think everyone can get, you know, rally around that, even as fans that might have checked out on this season because of the – I guess you'd say mistakes this team made and all of the unfortunate, a series of unfortunate events that they've had to endure. Nice plug. But, but uh, for me, definitely beating the Falcons, always a must. Yeah, so like, yeah, th- think of it this way. If you beat the Falcons today, you swept the Falcons in the 2022 season. And you can say, oh man. This season was so bad. We were so bad this season. And the Falcons still we can't beat us. still beat you twice. You know, like, for that reason alone. This is an important game, and the reason is like you, you want to win this game, and the Saints should win this game. That's Steve and Jeff on First Take. Hope to hear or hope you tune in more to our podcast, Inside Black and Gold. You can get it now on Odyssey and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Coming up next, the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com. 